Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, November 6th. Coming up, we're just one day from Election Day, and cities and counties and school boards in Kansas have some big decisions to make. We'll find out who's on the ballot and how voters will be shaping Johnson and Wyandotte County's futures this week. But first, our weekly look at the top state government and politics news on both sides of the state line. The Kansas Supreme Court is considering whether to overturn voting restrictions put in place after the 2020 election. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports on Friday's arguments before the justices. One of the laws requires Kansas election workers to verify signatures on advanced ballots. Another restricts the number of advanced ballots a person can deliver. The League of Women Voters and other groups say the mandates impede on voters' fundamental rights. Attorney Elizabeth Frost said the restrictions don't make elections more secure, but only make it harder for people to vote. The state is saying we need these things to protect against fraud. Our allegations are that if these things catch fraud, it's a total accident. Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach argued on behalf of the state. He says the laws boost security and prevent so-called ballot harvesting. Meanwhile, courts are considering a Missouri election issue as well. Ballot items that would chip away at Missouri's abortion ban are still tangled up in legal limbo. But as Jason Rosenbaum reports, the most important issue to be decided may eventually be when the measures should go before voters. Two groups have filed 17 proposed ballot items that could scale back Missouri's abortion ban. While there's currently court fights over how these measures are described, some Republicans believe they should go on the August primary ballot if they get enough signatures. GOP political consultant Greg Keller says that move could deprive Missouri Democrats of any turnout bump from abortion rights proponents in what usually is a lower turnout election than November. So I think that the damage, quote unquote, damage to Republicans is going to be limited. Proponents of any ballot measure legalizing abortion will need to gather roughly 171,000 signatures to make the 2024 ballot. In Missouri, some local tax measures top the ballot in tomorrow's elections. Jackson County voters will decide on a use tax that would be charged on goods bought online from vendors outside our area. And in Kansas City, there's a vote on renewing a citywide sales tax to fund public transit. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. The 3 cent sales tax will go to the Kansas City Area Transportation Authority. It makes up about one-third of the agency's budget. Nicholas Miller is president of the local transit union and hopes voters renew the sales tax. If it doesn't pass, there's going to be up to 30% cut on there. When you start cutting services, you start cutting jobs. Residents can vote early at the shops on Blue Parkway. And that's the only early voting location open today. Regular polling places in Missouri are open tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Kansas voters will be making big decisions about the future of their communities, too. We'll have more on that when Kansas City Today continues. Early voting has been going on in Johnson and Wyandotte counties in Kansas for a while now, but it all culminates with Election Day tomorrow. Polls will be open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
Shawnee, Prairie Village, Lenexa, Leewood, Overland Park, the United Government of KCK and Wyandotte County. They're all holding council elections, and some are pitting slates of candidates with decidedly different priorities for affordable housing, development, and the character of their cities and their leaders against each other. Schools and utility oversight boards are on the ballot, too, and with so much on the line, we wanted to give you an overview of what you and your neighbors are making decisions about. So I spoke with Kyle Palmer, editor of the Shawnee Mission and Blue Valley Post, and Josh Merchant, who's a reporter for the Kansas City Beacon. Kyle Palmer, Josh Merchant, is it just me, or are these municipal and local elections starting to feel more acrimonious than they used to, a little more partisan, Kyle? Uh, You can make that case. Um, Both the Johnson County Democrats and Republicans have weighed in with lists of candidates that they are urging voters to go out and vote for. Both parties have said they've done this before, but I think increasingly in recent years, you have seen uh, more explicit and I think accepted partisanship in these nominally nonpartisan races. Um, so, yes, the parties say this gives voters good shorthand information if they have not been paying close attention to these very local races. And so that's their defense for this, though. Um, again, voters are not going to see an R or a D or an I next to these candidates' names when they go to the polls on Tuesday. Josh, in Wyandotte County, a lot of contested races for the United Government Board. How acrimonious have they been? Uh, they've been, there's always some tension between the, the commission and the mayor in the past uh, year or so. Um, I'd say that a lot of the tension is less partisan and more so um, between incumbents and people challenging incumbents. Um, you know, public office in Wyandotte County has never been an easy job to hold for very long. So um, there, there are quite a few incumbents who are being challenged, quite a few incumbents who aren't running for re-election at all. Um, and so there, there have been some interesting races that have been coming out of there. So tomorrow is election day, although early voting's been available for a while now. Uh, so for those still making decisions, let's talk about some of the races. And Kyle, one of the trends in Johnson County is that there's some turnover in longtime mayoral positions. Yeah, both uh, Leewood and Lenexa are seeing their mayors step down. Um, Mike Bame in Lenexa, Peggy Dunn in Leewood have both been in those positions for a quarter century or more, um, have been serving in some capacity in their cities since the 1990s. Um, and they are uh, neither seeking re-election. Um, and so both of those cities, regardless of who wins on Tuesday, will see a new mayor. There will also be a new mayor in Shawnee as well. Michelle Disler has not served as long as as BAME or Dunn, uh, but she is also not seeking re-election. So three of, of Johnson County's biggest cities are going to have new uh, leadership come Wednesday. There's also a lot of conflict uh, around a few key issues that seem to resonate across Johnson County and also across Wyandotte County. One of those issues is housing and affordable housing in particular. Uh, I want to talk about Prairie Village, uh, a city where the, the council races have particularly highlighted differences between the candidates on that issue. Kyle, let me start with you. How are, is that issue shaping the election that's happening tomorrow? Uh, Well, that issue is defining the election in Prairie Village, for sure. That will largely be the issue that I think voters will will pick candidates on. We mentioned partisanship earlier. This is an issue that I think oddly has um, some bipartisan heft and some some odd bedfellows, as it were. 
but still uh, pretty clear choices for voters. There are six seats on the ballot. Five of them are being contested. One man is running unopposed. Uh, but in each of these wards where these battles are going on, there is a candidate who um, has supported looking at diversifying housing or at least exploring the options that might be on the table in Prairie Village, limited as they are. And there are candidates who oppose such moves and are very much against any sort of tweaks to zoning, especially within single family neighborhoods. So that will definitely be the issue um, that defines this year in Prairie Village. Josh, let's jump north across the county line. What's at stake in elections for the United Government of Kansas City, Kansas and Wyandotte County? You've mentioned the, the tension between continuing members and, and potential replacements. Yeah, there's a, so just recently, uh, Mayor Garner had a press conference with a couple of the other mayors in Wyandotte County, County saying that there are some significant changes that need to come to the Wyandotte County Charter. Um, and this has been a really contested issue for a while. The, the charter is only about 25 years old. And even still, there's been some power struggle just over the past year between the mayor and the commission members. And um, one of the big issues that, that came up was in February of this past year, the commission was being frustrated that it was frustrated that there were there was legislation that was passing out of standing committee, but it was never actually meeting the, the commission's floor because the mayor was withholding it. And so that that resulted in some rule changes. And and that's been for sure an issue that's been popping up. Uh, Christian Ramirez in District 3 was one of the commission members who was really spearheading that. And then he's being challenged by Tina Medina, who some people see as kind of a, more on the mayor's side. So the, the very foundation of how Wyanoke County is governed, sort of the, the power dynamic between the mayor and the commission is really, you know, up for debate in this election. And and it could have ramifications there, especially when they reconsider changes to the charter. Kyle, besides Prairie Village in Johnson County, are there other city council races that you think will be especially telling uh, in this week's elections? Uh, we'll also look towards uh, Shawnee and Overland Park, of course, not just because of their size, but also because of this um, issue around housing and development. Uh, both of those cities are current leaders in those cities are kind of watching how things play out in Prairie Village before they advance their own discussions about how to potentially diversify housing stock in Johnson County. And in Shawnee, there's been a little bit of an October surprise uh, because there was a kind of bombshell report this week that led to um, the city manager there being put on administrative leave because of a sexually explicit video that was sent to city staff. Um, city staffing has been an issue in Shawnee for months now. Challengers and critics have, have pointed to the tone and tenor of the current city council and their relationship with city staff, um, saying that that has led to a, a staff exodus, uh, many high-level departures. And so this most recent city manager who was hired just earlier this year now on leave, um, you might wonder how that could be a potential campaign issue. Well, it might very well be on voters' minds when they go to the polls tomorrow. Um, so just something to watch out for beyond Prairie Village. Though not clear exactly how that might change at someone's vote for any particular candidate since the, the, the council acted unanimously to put the city manager on uh, on yeah, they, they they did take that vote, especially you know, less than a week before voting, and of course, early voting has already started, so it may not have much of an impact. But um, I think both Shawnee and Overland Park, um, I guess, just to broaden the scope a little bit, they are also having their own housing discussions as well, not just about single family housing, but also about multifamily development. And so, um, I think kind of seeing who wins could very well determine uh, where those conversations go after election day. We should note that it's not just city councils that are on the ballot uh, up in Wyandotte County. The race for the Board of Public Utilities uh, doesn't sound very exciting by by just saying what it's a race for. But, Josh, it's a pretty significant race. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, the, the Board of Public Utilities, the BPU, is it governs the water and electricity service in Wyandotte County. So they're in charge of, um, you know, the power plant, that, the Nearman coal plant that the 
public utility operates. It also charges customers for water and electricity. Um, and the BPU is pretty well known in the county for being just very expensive. And things like the government fees that are placed on the bills is really upsetting to certain residents who feel like they shouldn't have their you know utilities shut off for non-payment of a tax or, or a government fee. And so that's definitely been coming up really strongly in the BPU race. Um, during our forum, we had a lot of questions about do you want to remove pilot from the bill? What are you going to be doing to make rates go down for you know seniors or people who are on fixed incomes? And then there's also just questions about energy efficiency and you know the the use of the Nearman coal plant and um, how do we create a sustainable energy grid that isn't going to you know experience failures in times like you know the 2021 winter storm um, that happened that caused some brownouts across Wyandotte County. So not particularly sexy issues, but talking about really how do we keep energy in our houses and how do we make sure that people aren't losing access to electricity because they they can't afford certain fees that are on their bills. And meanwhile, in Johnson County, Kyle Palmer, uh, schools provide uh, an endless source of contentious conversations, uh, including the Shawnee Mission School District, including the Blue Valley School District. Yeah, at least in recent years, that has definitely been the case. Uh, what we're seeing this year in elections is very similar to the trends we saw in 2021, when I think school board elections were even more fraught. Uh, but some of the same issues um, have been lingering. Uh, that is districts' approaches to diversity, equity, and inclusion. There are still um, people who are questioning that and skeptical of that, though you hear that actual term critical race theory less this year than you did two years ago. Also, uh, struggles over uh, books and curricular materials. We're seeing more challenges to particular books, especially those with LGBT themes and authors, um, and some candidates very much running on the platform of giving parents uh, more power to challenge those materials and um, remove those from school libraries and classrooms. And so you're seeing that divide very clearly, and maybe most clearly in Blue Valley, where there are literally two separate slates of candidates who have organized themselves into groups of four, and they have been explicitly running together, opposing the other slate on these very issues, as well as student achievement. And so maybe not as contentious as in 2021, but still very uh, very heated in some respects in Shawnee Mission, Blue Valley, we could say Olathe as well, um, and also DeSoto. That was Kyle Palmer and Josh Merchant. Before you head to the polls tomorrow, you can read more from Kyle and his colleagues at ShawneeMissionPost.com and BlueValleyPost.com. You can find full coverage from Josh and their colleagues at KansasCityBeacon.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. Get full election coverage and results and the other news, too, at KCUR.org. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.